Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 172, Protect Your Peace. It's December 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, clearly podcaster, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. My music is by Howie Moscovich. Protect your peace. Very interesting topic. I think you'll enjoy it. That's very interesting to me. Before I dive in, I would request you go to my website, download my emotional processing workbook because that will change your life. I do have to get in touch with my IT guy about adding the cover, uh, which is gorgeous. Thank you to the UPS store graphics people. Thank you, Jess. Uh, download the free emotional workbook and enter my giveaway. Next, this is my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a therapist. Nothing I say in this podcast or any of my other podcasts or any of my content in any form or in any format is designed to be medical or therapy advice. Next, if you are in the deaf or hard of hearing community, Please know I do have transcripts for my podcasts on my hosting platform, rss.com. Now, I do have to apologize and say, oh, my heavens, I am extremely sorry. I did not realize that the podcast transcript format was horrible. It's it's the worst. So um, I am working on fixing that. Uh, it's going to be... So I don't know how it's going to get fixed. Right now, I'm, I manually fixed one, lost it, didn't manually fix another one yesterday. That worked. Um, but we're, it's a very labor-intensive process, and it depends on the transcript. Some of the transcripts, uh, the transcription doesn't have capital letters for the word I. I, I am, I'm going to. like. So it depends on the transcript. So my apologies. They're horrible. I am now aware of it, and we'll get to work on some fix or some something so my apologies and the transcripts by the way are good for hearing people next if you are suicidal if you're feeling like life is too hard for you i'm asking you to call the national suicide prevention lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or you may call or text 988 that number again is 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988 i promise you there's help available and I promise you, if you understood what happened to you and probably how wrong or bad it was, you'd probably feel a lot better. So take some help. If you have been following along in my podcast, then you would know that peace, P-E-A-C-E, is a relatively new term I've added in sometime earlier this year. I'm not sure when. I'd have to, I'll probably figure that out 
when I'm fixing the transcripts. But PEACE, P-E-A-C-E, is not a, a term I've used for the last four years in my content. I think I've been podcasting for three years. So it's very interesting to me because what has happened this year on my healing journey is I've added all these new layers of research and psychology terms and I have been sorting things out. For example, trauma bonding, betrayal trauma, betrayal blindness, triangulation. All of these new psychology terms have provided a pathway for healing and a pathway to reduce drama. I've never been a fan of drama. No, thank you. And at the same time, sometimes drama is, is correlated with trauma and sometimes drama and it's not, it's not trauma per se, it's people who have certain characteristics or certain personality traits that uh, have more, that, that interrupt your peace, basically, is what I'm saying. So this is an interesting concept and one that as you embark on a healing journey, if you're not already, this will become, once you arrive at peace, you will not want anything to interrupt your peace. You will just not want it. So let's look at the definition of peace, P-E-A-C-E as a noun. Uh, I've got several definitions from different dictionary sources, so I'm just going to read through them. The absence of war or hostilities, an agreement or a treaty to end hostilities, freedom from quarrels and disagreement, harmonious relations, a state of tranquility or quiet, freedom from civil disturbance, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Let me read that again. Freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Also, the state of not being interrupted or annoyed by worry, problems, noise, or unwanted actions. As a verb, peace means to be, to become, or keep silent or quiet. Those are, that's the kind of the aggregated list of definitions from a variety of sources. I now turn your attention to synonyms for peace because I would like you to get the flavor of what I'm talking about. For many of you, in my opinion, this is probably a new idea. I say that because it was a new idea to me this year. So it may be a new idea to you, but I do think once you get a hip to it, you'll love it. Synonyms for peace. Harmony, stability, serenity, quiet, calm, tranquility, cohesiveness, compatibleness. I know, I can't believe that's a word. Love, rest, calm, contentment or being content, comfort, stillness, unity, connection, sweetness and light, accord, unity and silence. So that's some of the synonyms for the word peace. Doesn't that sound phenomenal? Well, first of all, I love that the word love is in uh, as a synonym for peace. I love that light, light and sweetness, sweetness and light are listed as synonyms for peace. I, I just actually love all of the synonyms for peace. There's not a bad, there's not a bad synonym in the bunch, right? So this is a new, it's a new idea. It's not what's going on in the world. 
And why not? Isn't that the question? Why is peace not the normal state of being for people in the world and for people in life? And by peace, I'm talking, I'm not talking about the different definition of not absence of war or or that. I mean, I do mean absence of hostility. So let me just clarify. I'm talking about peace in this in this state, in this podcast, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions, not being interrupted or annoyed by worry, problems, noise, or unwanted actions, a state of tranquility or quiet, harmonious relations, freedom from quarrels and disagreements. I'm not talking about war. I know that's going on people, but that's not what I mean. So what then interrupts peace? Because it seems to me that peace is a state of, of wonder and amazement. And, and it seems to me that we would want to have peace in our lives. So what is the obstacle? What's, what gets in the way of peace? Well, I have a little list for you. <laughs> yes, I do. I may be new to the concept of peace, but I've, I've taken a hold of it. So I'm not going to n- number the items. Actually, should I number the items? Well, I think for, for the podcast transcript, when I get to that, numbered items is good. So one, trauma. Undistinguished or unhealed trauma. Two, trauma bonding. That being trauma bonding that is not distinguished or has not been broken. Three, low emotional abilities where emotions get the best of you. Four, low self-esteem. This is absolutely a filter that you see life through that adds significant meaning and context that is not there. Five, irrational thinking. If you're following along, you know irrational thinking distorts your life and it does not give you a true reality. Six, lack of self-awareness. You don't see yourself accurately. Seven, drama. Eight, abusers. Nine, People who are jealous, envious, or resentful of you and engage in bad behavior. For example, triangulation, smear campaigns, lying, tactics of manipulation, etc. 10. People who get triggered by you. 11. People who want to teach you a lesson. Who do you think you are? 12. Irrational people, lots of them. 13. Narcissists, psychopaths, antisocial personality, and borderline personality disorders. Hey, this is what they do. They interrupt your peace. 14, people who don't like you. 15, liars, cheaters, and con artists. 16, people who refuse to take responsibility for their behaviors, actions, statements. 17, people who have betrayed you or are involved in any type of betrayal. 18, people who are entitled. 19, people who are arrogant, righteous, judgmental, opinionated, or know-it-all, or those people who always have to be right. 20, people without boundaries who, or people who cross your boundaries. People who insert themselves into your business. That might be meddling or otherwise. People who are projecting, projecting their feelings, emotions, thoughts, and behaviors onto you. 23... Did I say 22, 23, not understanding the safe person concept and how that applies. 24, not knowing some basic psychology. 25, negative thinking, overthinking, brooding, ruminating, catastrophizing. 26, comparing yourself to others and, and, or trying to keep up with the Joneses. 
27. Disempowering attitudes and beliefs, 28. Lacking assertiveness skills, 29. Not being able to be your authentic and real self, that would mean you're wearing a mask or hiding yourself, 30. Not taking care of yourself, 31. Not being kind to yourself, 32. Not being present or mindful, 33. Not having a vision or a plan for your life, or being up to something, or having a sense of purpose. 34. Having your happiness tied to your situation or your circumstances, as opposed to having happiness skills separate from your circumstances and separate from your situation. 35. Not keeping your character and integrity in check. In other words, being out of integrity or doing things that are not of good character. And 36. Perfectionist. Perfectionist will interrupt your peace, and that would include you being a perfectionist. That is 36 things, situations, traits, characteristics, etc., that will interrupt your peace. Some of those traits, characteristics are things that you might have, like I mentioned, irrational thinking, but it's also people other people who have irrational thinking. So if you don't have irrational thinking, that wouldn't interrupt your peace. But other people having irrational thinking would interrupt your peace. That is a long list. And that's not all in inclusive, by the way. There are many other things. But at that point, I thought, I think you get the idea. I think you understand. There's a significant amount of stuff in your life with people that will take away or dampen or interrupt your peace. Just a tremendous amount. Before I move on, I would like to give you three examples so you get the flavor of this in your life, in the trenches, in your day-to-day -day life. So example one, you are not aware that you are trauma bonded with a person. Could be friend, it could be family, it could be a coworker. Regardless of the relationship, you are not hip to the dynamic that you are trauma bonded with this individual. That could be because there's betrayal, it's, it's a betrayal trauma, and it could be because you are blind to the betrayal, which would be betrayal blindness. Regardless, you are trauma bonded with a person. Now, as a result, you don't feel all that great after being around this person. However, you just simply can't quite put your finger on it. Like, you know, it might be that you, well, you get along pretty well, but there's, there's just something about the situation that, you know, you're not clear about, but it just, it's not right, or you, it just doesn't leave you feeling, woohoo, I just love being around that, like, there's something off. So if you saw that you were trauma bonded with this person, that would ultimately help you, in my humble opinion, make sense of your relationship. Sometimes this coworker, your family, your friend, your neighbor, what have you, is nice to you on the surface, but they make mean digs. They are somewhat nice to you on the surface, but they are actually exploiting your good nature. This idea of trauma bonding is a blind spot for most people because if they were wretchedly evil all the time, it would be easy to, to see. So there's some level of niceness and some level of, you know, digs or, 
cruelty or exploitation or something where they're they're abusive to you and it is common that you would be blind to it so that's example one example two there always seems to be some drama or problem with two particular people in the neighborhood or it could be at work or it could be in a club or in an organization etc somewhere there is always some issue there's some complaint there's something wrong they are never satisfied and it's a problem this basically nothing is ever good enough for you for them they interrupt everyone's peace not just yours does that sound familiar like yes it should sound familiar those people are all over the place you it probably because they're perfectionists or some other thing. I mean, it's hard to say, but I think with those two examples, you get the idea. People have the capacity to interrupt your peace at work, at home, in family and friends, in neighborhood, etc., and interrupt other people's peace. They, they, that's like, that's how it is. That is how life is. And there's a whole new possibility. Now, I'm newly newly arrived at peace, people, so I'm not a, a decades-long veteran of peace. I wish I was. But I do have some thoughts, nonetheless, on arriving at peace in your life, some, some thoughts, before I give you some suggestions, which, which is a deviation from my normal pathway. So number one, if you arrive at peace... First of all, it's probably going to involve some hard decisions or maybe some difficult choices. And when I say that, I mean, you might not feel like subjecting yourself to a friend's criticism or judgment of you that you have allowed forever. You may not feel like subjecting yourself to a family member's ill treatment, oh, it's just a joke, we're only kidding, can't you take a joke type of behavior that you've tolerated in the past. You might have different reactions to people and situations in your life that you allowed or tolerated or were blind to in the past. So it might involve difficult choices or hard decisions. Or you might just roll your eyes in your head and say nothing and carry on and ignore them. Like, that's another possibility. You might not, however, want to be around people who are trying to maintain a good appearance, appearance when in reality they are bullying other people into submission. You, you may not. Now, you may just ignore it. You, how you live life is completely up to you. But when someone uses their emotions or their behavior or something else to bully other people into submission, that's painful and unpleasant for the bystanders. You may not want to subject yourself to that. You may not want to be around that. It's hard to say. I never wanted to be around that. I always, oh, going back in the day, I would say something. I'm, I'm the no bullying zone going back to forever. But most people aren't as assertive and don't take bullies on and, and stand up for a little guy. So the other area is you may even uh, 
have to avoid an abuser even if you're not the target of their abuse. As you grow in having peace in your life, you may have people where they're in a domestic abuse relationship, which could be family, could be friends, could be cohort, could be anybody. And it's too painful for you to be witnessing that because it's awful. If you know someone who's in domestic abuse, and I do, I do actually, it's painful to watch. It's painful to watch, period. And you might have to pull yourself back because that will interrupt your peace because painful things can interrupt your peace. And even though it doesn't involve you, like you're not the, the, you're not the target of the domestic abuse. So my point here is you may have unhappy people. You may have miserable people in your life and you may just decide that's, that interrupts my peace. That drags me down. Like I don't know what kind of choices or decisions you will make when you get on the road to peace, but it seems to me very likely that your threshold for behaviors statements, actions, etc., situations that you have tolerated in the past might change. Now, maybe for you, it wouldn't change, but it has, it has changed for me. <laughs> I know it has. So in thinking about what suggestions I could make for you to help you move into peace, first of all, you and I are very different people. You and I have very different traits, characteristics, ways of thinking, etc. And I personally have been on a personal growth journey from a very young age. I mean, to be honest, we know that I was not a perfectionist in the fifth grade. We, we know that we have the story, we have the situation. And no, I have not been a perfectionist since the fifth grade on. Highly likely I was not a perfectionist in, in early, before fifth grade. But at any rate, you and I are very different. So I've been on a decades long personal growth journey. And for you, I'd like you to have a shortcut <laughs> because you don't, you might not have decades and, and you know, that's, that's probably not going to work. So what I think for you, here's my idea is we're going to, I'm going to suggest that you start at the end. So you're going to do peace backwards from the way I did it. I did all this personal growth, personal growth, personal growth, healing, 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 and arrived at peace. My suggestion for you is you start at the end. You start at the end and work your way backwards. For you, that might mean you are saying, I am at peace. I am peace. I am peaceful. I am contented. I am, you know, love. I, you know, it would be like you taking on the beingness of peace the beingness of love. Now I did just do a podcast called being love. So that might help you. Now I'm suggesting this to you because it makes sense that it could be a shortcut. I am not representing this will absolutely work, but I, I have a very strong, strong inclination that it would work. So my first suggestion is you're going to start at the end and you adopt the mindset the attitude, the mentality that you are already at peace, even though your life might be chaotic, even though you have all these people who are not nice to you, etc. Even though things haven't worked itself out, you starting at that point is a place to start. 
My second, so that's my first suggestion. Start at the end. I am peace. I am peaceful. I am at peace. My life is all about peace, etc. Whatever you might want to say about that. That's number one. Number two, in my experience, the minute people fully commit to something new, could be exercise, could be being happy, could be happiness, could be, you know, saving money, it could be whatever, almost usually or frequently what shows up is anything else but that. So if you committed to fitness, what might show up is everything that's in the way of you going to the gym or everything that's in the way of you becoming physically fit. I suspect if you made a commitment to peace, really full in, I'm all in, I want peace in my life, what might show up is everything that's in the way, everything that's not peace. And my suggestion would be for you to think, woo, yay, this is great. And get a notebook and start, or your computer, your laptop, your phone, whatever you use, and start making notes about what's happening. What is going on? These are clues to you. These are clues about what's in the way. These are clues about areas you might need to grow or tackle or take on, who's involved, what's going on, and celebrate that even though it's not peace that's shown up, it's the things that will help you get to peace. So there are the obstacles to peace might might show up right away and, and enjoy it, embrace it, make some notes because you can use those to then sort things out. That's number two. Number three, for sure, without any shadow of a doubt and without any question, my third suggestion is that you focus, seriously focus on your emotional abilities and growing them tremendously. To that end, I do have my free emotional workbook on my website right below the Newsweek logo. Why I'm suggesting this to you as a high priority is because it is your emotions, very likely, predictably, that interrupt your peace. It could be your own emotions about life because you're a negative thinker. It could be your own emotions about life because you have low self-esteem. It could be your emotions because someone else is not being nice to you, regardless you learning the skills that I talk about and go through in my workbook will change your life and will be dramatically impactful in this area of you protecting your peace and having peace. I am not kidding. I don't actually think, I don't actually believe that you could probably be at peace, fully and completely at peace without some level of emotional abilities. That's what I have to say about that. Number four, you might have to distinguish between what is your problem and what is someone else's problem because that will help you protect your peace. Now, I recently did a podcast titled That's Not My Problem, which might be helpful to you because there are certain ways of being where people try to throw their problems onto you. They try to project their problems onto you or their issues and you don't have to take on other people's issues. That whole podcast, It's Not My Problem, will help you sort that out. But it will be important if you're committed to having peace 
ongoingly and protecting your peace that you do not let people put their problems onto you. That's going to be important. And people do that. They do that without knowing they're doing it. And, you know, I mean, I've done a whole podcast on it. So it's a, it's a fairly decent topic. Number five, do you have a sense of purpose? Do you have a vision or a plan for your future that would make you extremely happy? Do you have a future in mind that would give you that pinch me, pinch me, is this my life feeling? It could for you be traveling, it could be volunteering, it could be doing something you've always wanted to do, it could be having fun and playing, it could be anything that you pick. I do, however, recommend that you have a plan or a purpose or a vision for your life that pulls you forward, that inspires you, that makes you happy. It could be something as simple as you're 27 years old and you'd like to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or get married. Like it doesn't have to be gigantic or you could be an old person like me, like me wanting to have a man in your life or a girl in your life or whatever. Like, but build a plan that, that excites you. Like, you know, and so if you're, if you're young or old and it's that you want to have a significant other, you can, you can go get them and then build a life together and figure out your future together. I mean, it doesn't, but have something, have something that calls you forward and, and use that as, as an avenue. It was very important for your well-being and motivation and all kinds of things. All right. Number six, in addition to growing and learning your emotional abilities, really growing your emotional abilities, you learning to control your mind will be very significant and important. The reason I say this is because more people than not do not have control of their mind. They do do not have control of their emotions. They do not have control of their thoughts. It's kind of like a free-falling swirling vortex, runaway train situation when it comes to their mind. Since the beginning of time, philosophers, writers, healers, etc. have talked about the process of learning to control your mind, which means this is an old idea. This is not a new idea. It is a new idea to you if you're just hearing about it. And it's a new idea to many people. Yet, in my opinion, This is a critical aspect because your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own things that you do in your mind can interrupt your peace dramatically. And for some of you, this is the sticky wicket or this is the mother load that or your emotions that takes you out of the game and and really ruins your own peace. I do have a podcast titled Learning to Control Your Mind where I give you suggestions, including listing off some other ways to learn to control your mind and that might be helpful but this is important because your mind is important if you are committed to having peace and being able to control your mind if you're working on your future which i suggested as number five that will help your mind because your actions and your thoughts are going to be directed to this vision this plan this future And you'll be in action moving towards your delicious pinch me, this is my future. So 
that's why I suggested that as number five and number six, then you learning to control your mind. You see, they, they go hand in hand. They, they, they marry and match each other. Well, number seven, rational thinking. This is important for you to have an accurate view of life and an accurate way of thinking and perceiving. Rational thinking is the way to go. If you have irrational thinking, your judgments, your thoughts, your perceptions, your views are distorted. They are flawed. They are incorrect and inaccurate. That's what irrational thinking means. It means you have a cognitive distortion. So you can deal with that though. You are not stuck with a cognitive distortion. But as I suggested in number six, learning to control your mind because your mind will interrupt your peace. Rational thinking clearly will interrupt your peace in my opinion because you're not looking at life as it is. You know, you might as well, you know, have a blindfold on. So take the steps to move towards rational thinking if you're not you're not there. And I do have a podcast titled Cognitive Distortions that will help you. Number eight, be mindful, be mindful, be mindful, be present, be present, be present. This will help you with peace. Number nine, shore up or refine your boundaries. If you are lacking in boundaries, don't be all upset or you can be all upset yet you can go establish boundaries. It's not, it's never too late to establish boundaries. You can get them and boundaries are a very powerful tool for peace. I do have a podcast on boundaries. What you need to know about boundaries is that once you have them, (laughs) people will cross them. Some people intentionally, some people unintentionally, either way, it doesn't matter. And whether you stick to your boundaries or not, that's up to you. I, I, I list a lot of my boundaries in the podcast on boundaries and I'm pretty, pretty firm about my boundaries because I, because I found value in that a long time ago. So if you are lacking in boundaries or your boundaries are a little weak, you can shore them up and get that flat. Number 10, how is your self-care? I don't know. How is your self-care? I certainly suggest that you make self-care a priority because self-care will help you feel amazing. Self-care could actually help you look younger if you're interested in that. I don't actually care if I look younger. Uh, I mean, I I really don't. I'm not going to put on a bunch of serums and stuff like that to look younger. And I totally support you if you do. Like I admire you if you're willing to do that. I'm probably just not willing to do stuff like that to look younger. Uh, So caring about yourself, which is self-care, will help you with peace. And if you are unfamiliar with exactly what I mean about self-care, I do have a podcast on self-care and self-compassion that will help you, but make it fun and enjoyable. Like seriously, I, I enjoy it. Number 11, As I started out this suggestion piece, I said, we are going to start at the end. So you may, starting at the end, saying, I'm peace, I'm peaceful, my life is full of peace, everything like that. You may actually be starting this at the end with low self-esteem. 
that is extremely likely because the prevalence of low self-esteem worldwide by all reports is at 85% of the population. It, it, comma, low self-esteem, comma, is extremely likely to interrupt your peace in a huge way. The reason I say that is because what many people do not understand about low self-esteem is that when someone has low self-esteem, they are adding meaning, adding nuance, adding context and connotation that is not in the real world and real life. For example, you, I could give a compliment to someone who has low self-esteem. I could say, you're looking radiant today, or wow, you've really worked out and gotten in great shape. Good for you. It could give someone a compliment. The person who has low self-esteem will then take the compliment and add to it. So they might say, oh, see, I look like shit before today. Oh, before today, I wasn't radiant. I was like, look like a loser. Or, oh, before now, I was like fat and ugly. You know, like they will add things that you didn't say and you weren't thinking and you didn't mean. This is a very common aspect of low self-esteem that hurts you. It hurts you if you have low self-esteem. It changes life. Because if I said to you, wow, you have really been working on yourself. You look like 10 years younger. Wow, what are you doing? You look great. I'm so happy for you. If I gave you those compliments and you then turned it into, see, she thinks I'm a loser who looked like terrible before and blah, 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 blah. That's not what I said and that's not what I was thinking. So you add stuff. That's not there. And that it hurts you. The stuff that people add who have low self-esteem is not positive. It is not the happy stuff. So if you're starting this journey for peace and you happen to have low self-esteem, I have a recommendation because this is not, this is going to interrupt your peace. Use affirmations to help you rewire your brain and take advantage of neuroplasticity of the brain. I would suggest you make signs and, or buy them or have some somebody do them for you or print them on your computer that say, I am deserving, I am lovable, I am lovely, uh, and get some affirmations that you say 20 times a day, 30 times a day, and have visuals, and you need to say these out loud to yourself and say them in your head over and over and over and over and over again until your brain starts to create these new neuronal pathways. With neuroplasticity of the brain, if you have intentional actions or intentional stimuli or some stimuli or something exterior repeatedly over time, that is how the brain grows new pathways in the brain. It's how the brain reorganizes itself or rewires itself or reprograms itself. And this issue of you having low self-esteem is a problem for you and being peaceful. I hope you can see that from the example I gave. And some of you, you know you do this. Some of you are well aware. Some of you might not be. Some of you might just be waking up and going, oh, do I do that? Well, yes, if you have low self-esteem, you probably do. 
I, I can't promise you that you do, but you probably do. Everyone I've ever known who has low self-esteem does that. Does everybody do that? I don't know, but I think it's highly likely. So use affirmations to, as a shortcut, because affirmations are free. They're, you know, they're free, they're easy. You can make signs, visuals are good because that's going to remind your brain. But this issue of you having low self-esteem is a big problem for you to have peace. I, I hate to say that because I do realize I'm talking about 85% of the population. So I, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm sorry about that. But adding meaning that's negative is not going to add to your peace. It will take away from your peace. My last suggestion to wrap this up, I mean, I could go on and on, but I think you you have the idea that for this I, podcast, you're starting at the end. You're starting at as if you have peace already. I understand you don't. I understand you might not know right now who you're trauma bonded with if you're trauma bonded with anyone. I understand you might not know if you're the safe person for someone or what that means. I do understand. Hopefully, though, you're seeing that this is incredibly valuable to add some snippets of knowledge, to learn a little bit here and learn a bit, a little bit there because it will all loop around and come back to you in giving you increased mental and emotional health, increased mental and emotional wellness, happiness, and peace, which is what we're talking about today. So my last suggestion, which may be difficult, but I, I, had, I had to put it in here, which is uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. So that's the statement from the Wizard of Oz when the Wizard of Oz is just a regular guy behind the curtain, but acting like he's all that. My suggestion here is you pay no attention to the judgments, the criticism, and some of the things that people say to you. I'm not saying carte blanche. You ignore every piece of feedback or every suggestion. No, I am not saying that. I am not an all or nothing black or white thinker. I'm not suggesting that. But there's a large amount of the judgment, the criticism, the feedback that is just inappropriate and doesn't belong. And you can ignore that. You could ignore that. Do most people ignore that? I don't know. I, I kind of think I'm of the impression, having coached people for as long as I have, that some of you take other people's opinions, judgments, criticism, feedback, suggestions, uh, way as way more important than than they should be because they those people have not lived your life and as close as you are to them as much as you think they know about you they're not you they don't think like you they haven't had your life they have just kind of been on uh, the outside of the store looking in if you're on the outside of a store looking in you can only see so much so if you can pay no attention to the man behind the curtain that will in my opinion help you and if you are one of the 85% of the population who has low self-esteem, then this becomes even more important because people with low self-esteem tend to, not always, but tend to be hypersensitive to criticism, to judgments, to feedback, you know, and, and you could get positive feedback and make it into negative. 
So those are 12 suggestions to help you move into having peace so you can then protect your peace. Once you have peace, uh, I have to say, I have to say, you will probably not want to give that up. I have peace and I'm not giving that up. I have had to make some hard choices and I'm not thrilled about that. Not thrilled about it, but guess what? My peace, my well-being, all of that is worth everything in the world to me. And I will do what it takes to protect my peace. I hope that you will put yourself on the journey and bring peace into your life because I think you will just love it. I think you will just really love it. And my last request is that we live in a world where there's unhappiness, there's misery, depression, anxiety, high record high rates of, of suicide and addictions. My request is that you be a champion for change in the world and share my podcast with other people. This is how we create change. We help people grow one at a time. We help people learn. We help people deal with their life, their life. And we help people make their life better. So you make your life better. And the one small thing that will take like not even a minute is for you to share this content on social media. I do love you. I do hope you're doing well. Hang in there for now. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 172, Protect Your Peace. I hope you have some new thinking, new thoughts about ways to protect your peace. I certainly hope you will get on the road to happiness, growth, and development because that is where it is at, people. I promise you. Please subscribe to my podcast because, of course, you wouldn't want to miss one. And definitely share this podcast with the people you love because you want to participate in creating more peace in the world. I do love you. I hope you're doing well. Hang in there for now.